0: What's up, movie friends? Welcome back to Letterboxd Recap, where we go through the movies we've been watching this past week while also rating the Letterboxd Top 4 of 5 of you listeners. Anthony here, alongside Natalie. Hey, guys. What's up, Nat? <laughs> Nat, aka James' replacement. <laughs> Welcome to Raiders of Lost Podcast. I ended up watching 8 movies this week, and I finished Attack on Titan. Woo. Uh, James, Jacob, and I are making a huge Attack on Titan episode that comes out on monday so stay tuned for that how many movies did you watch this week
1: i watched eight things eight things uh yeah a couple of them are short films and then one is a show
0: oh we love short films yeah short films are awesome i feel like um not enough people watch short films
1: well I it's think, hard for
0: them to get attention
1: yeah i i mean I, I love short films but it's hard to watch short films that are made not to good. be like a proof of concept and not As a standalone short Yeah And that's where I think They fall short There's (laughs) a few different
0: (laughs) A few different kinds Of short films There's the concept Then there's the trailer Short film Which is just like People will make a trailer
1: Yeah I I actually Enjoy those
0: Yeah and then also There's just like The narrative short film Which is uh, what I did Last year I'm thinking about Making a trailer one This year actually You should I have a really great idea And I can't afford Making a whole movie Out of it Making even a short film Out of it But I could make A pretty Pretty cool sizzle reel trailer to uh, pitch a concept.
1: What if you do like a short, short film, like five minutes, five minutes maximum?
0: A little short, a little a short. A
1: little short film. Not well, I have a short. bunch of
0: ideas and it's like I, I can't compact it into like a story at all. It would just have to be, it has to be like a sizzle reel the way I have it in my mind.
1: Hmm. I'll yeah. figure something out. I mean, short films are difficult because you want to get so much in in a short amount of time, but mm-hmm. it's a skill.
0: Anyways, let's get into what we watched. So the first movie I watched this week was an old Jack Nicholson movie from 1973 called The Last Detail. This is actually awesome. I've been meaning to watch it for a while. It was on Criterion Channel. I gave it a four-star rating. This is about uh, two members of the Navy. Jack plays one of them. who are uh, They're given duties to transport a, another Navy man who's been arrested for theft. And they're supposed to transport him across the country to a Marine prison where he's supposed, to, where he's going to serve seven years in prison, a military prison. And it's about them. And the guy is just a young guy, 19-year-old kid who got caught stealing. And um, instead of a slap on the wrist, they're punishing him really harshly. And so uh, the two men who are taking him on this journey, they begin bonding with him and feeling so bad for him because of the cards he was dealt of. you know, he's just He's just a kid. And at first they didn't like it, but then they're like, oh, my God, can we do anything to help him? And then it's like, how about we just give him a couple of days of fun on our trip before he spends the next seven years in hell? And it's a really touching movie. It's a really cool military movie. I've never seen one quite like it. Um, And also it it, it showcases the difficulties of being stuck in the confines of an institution like the military uh, where you really – not even the men involved in the military have freedom. And they think they do. They have sometimes illusions of freedom, but – they are still beholden to the rules and regulations and their commanding officers, and there's really no way out for a lot of people. And so I thought it was really cool. It was really great. Hmm?
1: You're really just a pawn when you're, like, in the military. Yeah. It sounds like the military version of Holes.
0: Yeah, it was. It wasn't wasn't that different from Holes. (laughs) It wasn't that different. Shia LaBeouf was also in it.
1: Yeah, oddly (laughs) enough.
0: (laughs) But I recommend anyone checking it out. It's it's just a... Another just incredible performance from Nicholson, who's just easily one of the greatest of all time. It's not even close. All right. What's your movie that you got? Or your thing?
1: Well, I'll start with the movies. Uh, I watched American Fiction. Mm. Loved it. Great, right? Yes. It's a perfect comedy. It had a goal, and it did what it needed to do, and I had a lot of fun.
0: How about that first scene? So funny.
1: That was a week ago. What was it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's the student who was, she was the the white girl who was offended for the N word.
1: Oh my God. Yes.
0: <laughs> he, he's like, I got yes. over it.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally. I find that to be, you know, that's a, it's a tricky subject, but like, yeah. I think I'm, it was
0: great that he even had the balls to talk about it and even 100%. put it in his film, you know?
1: A hundred percent. It's a, it's a, what do you call it?
0: It's what's, what's great about the film is that it's it's made by a, a black storyteller and he's showing how ridiculous yes the media and people are mm-hmm. especially who people who aren't black yes and how they treat black people and how they treat black stories and how they'll be offended for black people when even black people aren't offended hundred percent it, it, it was like so spot on and so searing with its comedy and it's like it wasn't attacking but it was showcasing no. how ridiculous people can be
1: yeah and to a really related. To when he said, You know, I'm a black author. Why isn't my story in like the black author section? <laughs> or, no, 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 no. Why is it in the mystery section or whatever it was? But it's in the black author section mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, yeah. My struggle, you know, being in the film industry and as an actor, I see, you know, Asian stories, they're always like pandering to. Asian communities, like we can't just be regular people. It has to be about our Asian-ness and our culture, but we can't just literally exist. You know what I mean?
0: I saw, yeah, I mean, I've seen recently a couple of trailers for Asian-led TV shows. Um, Not the Ali Wong one. Beef? Uh, yeah, not that one, but there's two recent ones and in, in martial arts is like the main yeah. theme in both of them. Is that something that...
1: Well, I mean, I I appreciate that, and I think it's, you know, kick-ass because, you know, part of Asian film, mm-hmm. but, too, as an Asian American, it seems almost like every Asian story has to be, like, an Asian story. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Not just a story yeah. about a person exactly, who, who lives Exactly, because we don't
1: here. have, like, yeah. white people having... White <laughs> stories, whatever that means, you know. Is that
0: shopping at Bed Bath and Beyond?
1: <laughs> yeah exactly. What's the other one? Um Bath and Body Works. Bath and Body Works. All the baths.
0: <laughs> Yankee Candle.
1: <laughs> Yankee Candle. Are they doing okay? Did Do they close?
0: They're still up. Can I saw them there's a, a store Yankee at the mall Candle? here. There's still a Yankee Candle you store at the our mall? mall. Uh yeah, my gym's at a mall. Gold? And a bunch bunch of the um theaters i go to are at malls. Well,
1: the- Gold Gold's Gym?
0: No, I go to Fitness 19.
1: What the fuck is Fitness 19? <laughs> it's, it's
0: just a random chain. It's great, though. Okay, so. It's great.
1: <laughs> but yeah, anyway, American Fiction, I gave it four stars.
0: So funny and so just really, hilarious. really smart. And it I was really surprising and it was laugh out loud. It was really laugh out loud funny. Mm-hmm. It, it went a little long, especially in the middle part of the film, but it did It finished strong. And I think it was just a really great commentary on our culture.
1: Yeah, I love that they didn't end it on like... Like a happy ending Exactly
0: You know 100% Alright let's get into the Letterbox top 4 Of 5 of our amazing listeners First up We have George Osborne Big fan of the show On Letterboxd Future Oscar winner Actor 20 years old
1: Sick
0: George has Interstellar At number 1 Nice 12 Angry Men Which is an amazing film I'm, I'm happy to see that here then The Breakfast Club, Amazing. classic John Hughes, and a film from 2023, The Holdovers, which oh! you and I both love. Love. Everybody loves. I don't know anybody Fantastic. who doesn't. I don't know anyone who watched The Holdovers and didn't absolutely adore it.
1: I'm not saying that there are any wrong opinions, but if you don't like it, <laughs> you're wrong.
0: Like, how could you not like The Holdovers? How could you not like it? My God. And then recently, George has watched Whiplash, five stars. Paddington, two, four stars. Cute. Fellowship, five stars. And two towers, four and a half stars. Two towers. What a great marathon. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check.
1: Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
0: Next up, we have, from our, one second. (laughs)
1: God dang at one job. (laughs) For real. All
0: right, we got Nick from Detroit, Michigan, all the way in Detroit. We got The Big Lebowski. Nice. Memories of Murder, Bong Joon-ho's masterful crime film. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And then... Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. My favorite Lord of the Rings film. Which, which one's yours? Uh,
1: The one where they go on that adventure and they're like walking. <laughs> I'm guessing you've time. seen them all. I've seen them in the background when I go to bed. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I used to study to it in the background, but literally never watched it.
0: You know what's great to uh, work to is on YouTube, there's a bunch of channels that make ambiance sounds, like yeah. soundscapes, and there's a yeah. bunch of great Lord of the Rings three hour ambiances. Of like different facets, different themes of of the films. They're so good. Like there's a Lothlorien one. It's my favorite to listen to. It's three hours. And it's all the themes in the Elven lands. Mm. It's really just beautiful, very relaxing and helps you focus. Helps me focus in particular. Recently, Nick has watched Porco Rosso, the Ghibli film. Ninja Turtles, the animated one that came out this year. Chung King Express, amazing movie. And then Yu-Gi-Oh, the movie. Yu-Gi-Oh. I've never seen Yu-Gi-Oh, the movie. (sighs) I remember. Yu-Gi-Oh. I remember James and I refused to watch Yu-Gi-Oh because we thought it was a ripoff of Pokemon. Oh my God. We were like purists. We were like, fuck it. It's trying to take away the thunder from Pokemon. Terrible.
1: (laughs) Totally different, man.
0: (laughs) Was it totally different?
1: I think so. Was it like- like, It's like um, watching Disney Channel versus like Cartoon Network.
0: Or like Nickelodeon. I
1: Mm. would say Cartoon Network because it felt darker.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I it. maybe I would have liked it more actually now that I think of that. Mm-hmm. I think I was such a I was such a Pokemon fanatic that I yeah. couldn't accept something that borrowed from it.
1: Mm. Well they had sick ass hair, so you should
0: <laughs> Yeah, the hair's that. like even more extreme than Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z. It's
1: amazing. The structure <laughs> it goes hard.
0: Oh my god. Alright, next up we have Storm Load. Storm all the way from Norway. Norway. I don't give half stars. I like that. It's in their bio.
1: Wow. I like that. I sure do. I like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Half stars are tricky. We have another 12 Angry Men.
1: Nice. Twice today. What the heck?
0: Then Harakiri, which I also have in my Letterbox Top 4. Really? Yeah. Harakiri. Have you seen it? No. It's the greatest Japanese samurai film ever made. Wow. It's the best.
1: It's on Criterion, you think?
0: Right now, it's not on Criterion, but I'm sure you can find... I think it's on Max.
1: Okay. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah, Warner Brothers tends to have the licensing rights usually of that film. I'm pretty sure it's on Max. And then Shutter Island.
1: Mm -hmm. Great Scorsese film. Fantastic. And I
0: like that for being your favorite Scorsese movie. Then Oslo 31, which I haven't seen. I'm going to have to check that out. And then recently, Storm has watched Persona, the Ingmar Bergman film. Oslo 31. Talk to me. And... The Black Mirror episode, Tales of the Black Mirrors. I don't remember that one.
1: I didn't know we could rate episodes.
0: Um, Certain shows are on Letterboxd. Oh, nice. So anything that's considered a miniseries or an anthology series is on Letterboxd. Although, very soon, they're implementing all television on it, which I don't like. What do you think about that? All
1: television, where you can rate as a whole or per episode?
0: I'm sure it'll be... Actually... So I'm guessing it'll be like it is now, where if it's a miniseries or an anthology, you can rate independent episodes. Mm. But if it's a whole series, I'm guessing you can rate just the series. But I don't, I, I don't think I'm not gonna like having TV on Letterbox because Letterbox is a film lovers app, mm. and then it's gonna turn into a just a media lovers app. It has that's the a good point. It has the film niche but... thing going for it, and that's what I love about it. Yeah, I think that putting tv on letterbox isn't going to be it's going to not i would say ruin it but take away um how much i like it when i go on letterbox it's going to be probably more tv than in movies in the next six months
1: i personally wouldn't mind having tv on there
0: the, the reason for it is that they, they early, late last year letterbox sold to a, a corporation so, hey, I mean the founder made his money. So let him make his money, you know?
1: Yeah, I would do that too. Yeah, he made a great
0: <laughs> app and then he's like, let's sell uh and a, a company bought it for I think it was priced at a couple hundred million.
1: Oh my god, no you're worth a couple million. It's not
0: there's no ads on it. There's no money generated out of it really, except for I mean, there m- are just ads, subscriptions. No? Are there ads?
1: Yeah, I get ads. Oh, I guess I'm a patron. I I I... am not a patron.
0: So I think that's the reason why they're gearing towards TV because they're now run by a corporation. Hmm. You know what I mean? So the corporation's like, let's monetize this as much as we can.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't mind just having shows on there. But to your point about it being like a media thing, that would make me nervous i
0: mean it's a, it's built as a film lovers app yeah so that's a good point that takes away from that that's entire true, the true. entire idea of letterbox in my opinion yeah i understand why they're doing it it's a it's a business now but i do not like the idea that it's gonna be tv all over it
1: yeah Alora. Allora.
0: all right moving on to paul martin max paul max on letterbox we have oh my god another 12 angry men what the hell <laughs> this is wild Oh man it <laughs> Oh, It's really one of the best movies ever made By Sidney Lumet One of the greatest directors in American history Just phenomenal director And it's a perfect movie Then we have Back to the Future nice. Another perfect movie One of my favorite adventure films of all time Then Indiana Jones Oh I can't tell from the screenshot which one it is Because he has this badass poster I'm guessing it's Last Crusade Because it looks like he's riding away from a tank on a horse So that's got to be Last Crusade.
1: What a sentence.
0: (laughs) Only in Indie. (laughs) And then Oppenheimer. 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 And then recently, Paul has watched The Naked Gun 2 which is a great Leslie Nielsen comedy. Oppenheimer, Marathon Man, which is an awesome Dustin Hoffman movie. Very, very cool movie. And then Serial Bad Weddings. I've never seen that one, so I'll have to add it to my watch list. Finally, our our final letterbox top four is Robert John Leet. Oh my god, I'm loving this already. Good Will Hunting, oh, warmers my heart. Good Will Hunting, one of my favorite movies. Inception, another one of my favorite movies. Jurassic Park, another one of my favorite oh my movies. God. Then American Psycho, another one of my favorite movies.
1: I think this is you.
0: I swear, I'm. Not, I swear, I'm not box. Robert John Lee. These are actually all. Every Letterbox Top Four is actually me. Yeah. To, yeah. Different versions of you. I mean, I I can, I could totally see myself having this top four. <laughs> oh my god. All right, that's it for our LR box top four. Thanks to everybody for sending those in. Now, if you would like to have us read off your top four on the show, all you got to do is send a screenshot to us in our DMs. Now, before we get into the rest of our movie watches, I want to let everybody know that James and I are performing a live show in Boston.
1: Boston. In
0: April, April 18th. You can get tickets for the live show at our website, Raiders of Lost We also have links in our bio, links on TikTok, tweet, uh, Twitter. And then there's a highlight reel on our Instagram page. If you want to get tickets through the links there, so April 18th, a live show, on in Boston.
1: Are you selling merch?
0: Oh, I didn't think to do that. Maybe we should. I'm so bad at. (laughs) I'm terrible at being. We gotta sell some
1: merch, like this hat. That's a good hat. A sweatshirt or something, you know. I'll make a live show. We can make
0: a live show merch. Yes, that'd be fun. But I can't wait to go to Boston and. A bunch of our family and friends will be there, so it'll be a great show.
1: It's my dream to go to Boston. You've never been?
0: Wow. Never been. It's a great city. Great city. That's what I hear. That's a good time to go before it gets too hot. You're going to get Lyme (laughs) disease? From what? (laughs) (laughs) Just don't go hiking in (laughs) Vermont. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Wear socks. (laughs) Wear high socks. socks. (laughs)
1: That's just what I hear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But it's going to be a great show, and we're really looking forward to it. All right, so let's get back into our watches. Like I mentioned earlier, I have a big Attack on Titan episode coming out on Monday, but I did watch the two finale f- films. They're basically mini movies, and they are in Letterboxd that you can rate them. So I rated them both five stars. Uh, special number one, I gave five stars, and I wrote incredible. And special two, I said, oh, my God, a satisfying and deeply resonant finale to the remarkable series. Overall, the show was a staggering achievement of storytelling and World building, five stars, 10 out of 10. Absolutely incredible. I can't wait to have everybody check out our episode. It's three hours. It's a three-hour episode on Attack on Titan on Monday. Jacob and I went in-depth on it, and it was a fun chat with him. So I I can't wait for everyone to check it out. And if you ever watch Attack on Titan and you're looking to get into a new TV show, I couldn't recommend it enough. It's really fantastic. I watched it all in three weeks because I'm a maniac. Yeah, I'm an absolute beast. Beast mode.
1: I haven't seen this man actually in two months. Um, we've been doing this remotely. <laughs> He's been held up in his. I'm actually home.
0: watching Attack on Titan right now. <laughs> right
1: now, in the background. <laughs> um,
0: Psycho. Just a third watch through, you know. <laughs> All right, what's your next watched?
1: I watched Anatomy of a Fall. Yes. What'd you think? I fucking loved it. Five stars. I gave it five stars. So good. So good that the acting. I was getting. Um, Oh my god, tar vibes in terms of like how yeah. good it was.
0: So I think I think we talked about last week where I said she should have she should win the Oscar. Do you agree with me now? Yeah, Justine. Yeah, no, no, um, Sandra Huler for lead actress.
1: Yeah. Wait. Sorry. Was who's up for? Lily Z?
0: Gladstone's the favorite.
1: I think it's one of those. Like it's Lily Glassstone's year because that would be like monumental and historical yeah. Yeah. and I absolutely love that for her.
0: But objectively, but, like, the, what's objectively, the better performance?
1: Sandra or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's so good.
0: It really is She that did good. a
1: phenomenal job in mm-hmm. the directing. I thought it was a perfect movie. And it reminded me of the show The Undoing with Nicole Kidman and what's his face?
0: Uh, Undoing? You no, have no. to watch The Undoing. Is it recent?
1: No, it's like... Maybe three years ago uh-huh. or something.
0: What's the What else has the guy been in?
1: No, it's it's a big actor. I just <laughs> blocked out his name. Uh. <laughs>
0: I saw Nicole Kidman has a new TV show coming out called The Expat. Expat. It looks interesting. A lot
1: of people
0: do? Okay. But I, I loved Anatomy of a Fall, and
1: oh, Hugh Grant.
0: Oh, Hugh Grant. Yeah, love him. Okay, so I'm sure you saw we we talked about it last week. There was so much blowback about Greta Gerwig. Mm. Not getting nominated for best director, but I felt like it took away all the attention from Justine Treat in her actual nomination And yes. I was like, I made a tweet and I got a little hate for it But I got mostly a positive responses because I was just like, let's how about we celebrate the woman who did get nominated because we're taking away Her moment. Yeah by complaining about Greta not getting nominated 100%. And I was like, no, I'm not seeing anybody talk about Justine Treat instead of everybody's focusing yeah. on greta
1: because the fandom for barbie is so large that like anything they say will be so loud you yeah. know what i mean yeah you're right and i don't see the same crowd going to watch anatomy of a fall they're just watching barbie or you know oh yeah, i know for you sure know a I lot mean? of people
0: that are just like head over uh, head uh, up head uh.
1: up, up there at no yeah. <laughs>
0: A lot of the people that are being <laughs> extremely vocal haven't seen *Anatomy of the Fall*.
1: Yeah, I again, I think it's a perfect movie. The directing mm-hmm. was so
0: good. Oh, I gotta send you the screenplay that she wrote. She actually included the visual representations of the court case, of the dioramas of the house.
1: Oh wow! Of like
0: all the like the court evidence that they like the three yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually put those into the screenplay. Oh! You, wow. I'll, I'll show it to you later. It's super cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I want to keep talking about this for a little bit because I movie's so good um but yeah i mean again there are problems with the academy and how they nominate women historically but i think we have two great women who were nominated and i think we should be talking about them
0: and she got a screenplay nomination too yeah she's probably going to win an original screenplay
1: i hope she does because i don't think she'll win best picture or director because i think she's up against some She's up dating. against
0: a decade defying movie with yeah, Oppenheimer. It really it's like, is. It's like mm-hmm. it's but it's still it's like if it if this if Now of Fall came out last year, I think it would have won.
1: Do you think so? Yeah.
0: Over everything. You I, if I think R
1: didn't win, I don't think this would have won.
0: Actually you're probably right. Well yeah. if, if Navi Now the Fall came out two years ago it would have <laughs> won. If it certainly would have won in twenty twenty yeah. over Nomad Land.
1: <laughs> Nomad Land I not even watch Nomad Land <laughs> it's uh um,
0: it's good but i mean it's probably one of the weakest oscar winners of all time yeah it's, it's a good movie but like
1: yeah i mean it looked it looked fine i just, yeah. i didn't
0: I it's, it's a good movie it. it's good but uh
1: but yeah everyone's acting was great even the dog snoop snoop did a fantastic job so I don't know he won how an he award played dead like that.
0: he what he won uh the he can, actually can gave him best pup pest dog award <laughs> <laughs> at the oh Cannes Film Festival. God. So that scene, how, how insane was that scene? I remember, how the fuck
1: did they get him to do that?
0: I remember watching that scene and it's all one take. And if anyone, So many long yeah, takes, I loved yeah, it. If yeah. anyone hasn't seen the film, the dog in the film, he eats a lot of aspirin. So then he has basically like, he goes comatose and then he, then he vomits and he stands up awake. And it's all done in one shot. So the first half of that shot, I'm like, wow, this is a really realistic looking puppet. <laughs> no, it's dog, and then he dude. and then he stood up, <laughs> and I was like, "Holy fuck! It's a dog!" It's
1: a dog. The dog <laughs> there is no acting. puppet. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, and like even when he was drinking the
0: water, yeah, you know, I was like, "He looks so stressed." Hilarious. He was like, "I need this water." <sighs>
1: Such a good dog. And the kid reminds me of Haley Joel Osment back in the day.
0: Yeah, with that just like remarkable performance. He's yeah, so he he's fantastic. so heartbreaking. Yeah, um, his monologue in the courtroom near the end of the film. Was really, I think, so important for the the movie to completely work, Mm -hmm. and he 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 hit me like I was tearing up during his monologue. He was so good. Yeah, it's amazing when you can see like a little kid be able to do that. It's such a rarity to have that talent for sure. Man, I'm so glad you liked it.
1: I loved it. And also, I didn't know that French court ran like that. they just Isn't be talking weird? over each other. They yeah. wear, like, silly little garments. They can just...
0: They're, like, not taking turns.
1: No, they're just fucking talking willy-nilly. And I'm like, <laughs> not in America. It's like, is this like a conversation? You get thrown out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, my God. It's like, very interesting. It's, it is interesting to see how systems like that can vary so differently Yeah. from culture to culture.
1: Yeah, because a lot of things that, you know, um, the one... It, the defendant No If it's not the defendant It's the What do you call it Prosecuting Prosecuting lawyer A lot of his questions Were like Leading And like not really appropriate Or I don't mm. know I don't think it would have Held up in A US court But
0: He was a great antagonist
1: Yes Cause he annoyed the fuck out of yeah, me Yeah he, he was he great,
0: great Like he, was, he really made the courtroom scenes um, Shine mm-hmm. Have you seen all the The film girl twitter stuff About the hot lawyer <laughs>
1: the hot lawyer so the
0: lawyer her lawyer oh the defendant's lawyer yeah
1: oh he is hot
0: apparently like he's become like the thing it's like him and killian murphy right now (laughs) on film girl twitter and people were making like super cut edits of him and like hot lawyers people what people call him it's (laughs) fucking ridiculous
1: oh i love edits that's amazing. so random
0: it's so random but it's all over film girl twitter i don't i mean i never i was during the film i was like he he looks like a like a
1: I thought he looked like a squirrel when they were. He looked like, like a grown what boy. Do you he looked think? like a boy
0: with gray hair. I would. I wouldn't say mm. he was hot, but like. I think he's <laughs> you hot can't predict because these things.
1: he looks endearing, and he's like trying to do the right thing. He's soft and helpful. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He has a lot of great qualities. Yeah, but man, you gotta you gotta look up. Oh my god, you gotta look I'm it excited. up. Oh my god. Oh, you don't use Twitter. That's why you haven't seen it.
1: No, I deleted my account. So,
0: film girl Twitter. It's been Killian Murphy and Hot Lawyer from Anatomy of a Fall. Let's go. For the last month.
1: I support that.
0: (laughs) It's fantastic. All right. My next watch was an Alfred Hitchcock film starring Paul Newman, one of my favorite actors of all time, as well as Julie Andrews. I love Julie Andrews. She's uh, really good in this film. So is Paul Newman. So Newman plays a physicist. I've just been in a physicist mood after Mm -hmm. Oppenheimer. (laughs) He plays a physicist who uh, actually defects from America to go help the Soviets build a nuclear weapon. After then, this is after World War II. So he's working with the Soviets to build a bigger bomb.
1: Oh fuck!
0: And uh, Julie Andrews plays his girlfriend, and she follows him there, unknowing, not knowing what he's doing, and she's like so confused, like why are you helping the Soviets? This makes no sense. Um, I don't want to spoil what what happens or we'll give away any details, but it's really, really well done, visually striking. Some of the best cinematography in a Hitchcock film that I've seen. It's just not that strong. It's not that tight of a script. It's about mm-hmm. 15 minutes too long. But there are some really impressive visual sequences. So do you like Grand Budapest Hotel? Yeah. Remember there's a sequence with Jeff Goldblum. And he's uh, trying to evade Willem Dafoe's character. And he chases him to uh, a museum. And then he like catches him in the back and cuts off his fingers with the door and, and kills him. Mm-hmm. So it's Close. this, the whole it's like a five minute sequence of that film. And I knew that. Wes Anderson and he, and he said he he literally s- took the entire sequence that Hitchcock made in this movie and basically duplicated it for Grand Budapest as oh. like a, a homage to it and I always thought that sequence was so cool and I was like I never seen that movie that Hitchcock film yeah this is the film and so there's a, a five minute sequence where Paul Newman's being chased by this undercover agent in a leather jacket and it's very pretty much the same thing shot for shot um as the Grand Budapest Hotel sequence because wow. Wes Anderson lifted it as homage, and it was so cool and interesting to see the original version of that mm-hmm. sequence. And it's so visually stunning, just perfect cinematography and editing. No action, no sound effects, no—I mean, no music. It's just literally footsteps. I love and that edits. about
1: Hitchcock films. That there's—it's pretty silent.
0: It's just like he—he builds that suspense and that tension because music will inform things, mm-hmm. but sometimes music's taking too much. Is, is, it's on the is, foreground and it yeah, It's being too used too much And it's yeah. like Kind of just being like All over Like p- Forcing the audience To feel something Yes Instead of just Watching the scene And the scenes Making people feel something mm-hmm. As opposed to the music Telling them how to feel And that yeah. sequence Is like an example of that And I was like I can see why Wes wanted to do that Because it's An incredibly filmed sequence Unbelievable Um, I gave it four stars It's still a very good movie
1: Nice that's right. what it like me me fall in love with, you know, like 30s, 40s, 50s era movies mm-hmm. is that there's no score really cuz it makes you think about it yeah. and
0: feel it. There's a lot of movies that don't have music at all, mm-hmm. but they're great I appreciate movies. Those. Yeah.
1: Not that I don't love score, mm-hmm. but yeah, again to your point, I think it's being overused.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think it's being overused in horror movies nowadays. Yeah. Where it's what really sometimes I get to say, it's the music that that makes people just get scared yes you know what i mean it's not even the scenes or the movie it's just the music is it's just in it, that it, we react to it in certain ways and it's like agree, they're just yeah. kind of like cheating a little mm-hmm. bit With there's the, no tension building besides yeah. the
1: music being you know very tense
0: yeah i agree um,
1: all right what do you got next i got Slumdog millionaire Slumdog
0: millionaire
1: my dev patel gerties where you at <laughs> he had a glow up after this yeah How old was he in that? Because he looked like a child. I think he was 18. Wow.
0: I think he was 18 in Slumdog because he had done skins in the UK as a Mm. teenager. And then Slumdog was this big worldwide breakout.
1: Yeah. Because everyone, you know, when they grow up as an age, he's the only one who looks still like a child. Um, He
0: needs that facial hair. Yes, he does. Because even if he's clean shaven still, he has the very boyish face. But he looks great with the beard he has. I love that guy. He's so talented. Yeah. And he's great in this movie.
1: Um. I thought I watched it when I was younger, but I don't think I did. I think I saw a few shots and I don't really understand what it was, mm-hmm. but I love it. Um, I think I gave it four and a half stars.
0: It won Best Picture. Wow. It won Best Picture and then Best Director for Danny Boyle.
1: Good job, Danny. So Danny,
0: who did 28 Days Later and Train Spotting, he mm-hmm. made Slumdog Millionaire. Wow. I, at first, I liked the movie when it came out, but I was mad because uh, it was the year The Dark Knight came out. Uh, and so The Dark Knight didn't get any nominations for anything except for I think it got cinematography for, for Wally Pfister. Okay. Was and maybe maybe stunts or something. Yeah. But it got no love for anyone. Um and, oh, it Heath Ledger obviously, obviously. Um but Nolan got no love and it didn't get best picture nom even though everybody knew it was like the best movie that had come out by far. And so I was I, I was pissed that Slumdog won. Mm. But then I was like I watched it again, and I was like, "It's a really good movie." It's a fantastic It's a really movie. good movie, and
1: it's a combination of American, you know, Hollywood and yeah. Bollywood. Mm-hmm. The editing was; they made choices. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's why choices. he won
0: best director. It's a very creative film. Yeah, very different. He used he uses digital cinematography in a great way in this film that mm-hmm. really helped uh, pave the way for digital filmmaking. I mean, this film was made with. Maybe barely even more than HD quality. Mm. I don't even think it was 4K. Um, but it's so it's so great. And I do think it's a very good movie.
1: Yeah. Great story. Yeah. Like, I would never thought to do anything like that. So yeah. unique.
0: It's a very, like, touching film, too. Very touching film. Comes, It's a great, very tragic movie.
1: Oh, man. When the mom dies, I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I mean, you kind of forget that he's an orphan. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, my gosh. the The kid actors... They're, they're so cute, adorable, so cute. and he jumps in a pile of shit. I was like, oh, no!
0: <laughs> oh my god, it's so gross! Just to see like the star, the, the yeah. superstar actor. Oh man, oh, it's so gross. It's
1: so good. I love that movie. It's
0: got a great ending. Four and a half. It's got the the ending's great, even though it's like a cheesy happy ending. It, it's like they deserve it. You yeah. know what I mean? Jai Ho. Jai Ho. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and I keep going. <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> all right, next up, I watched Before Sunrise for the twentieth time love. <laughs> on the anniversary, 29th anniversary, oh. twenty nine years. Nice. So on January twenty seventh, it was released.
1: Tw- I had never seen anything like that, and I fell in love. I've never seen um, Ethan Hawke young before. Oh, you
0: should watch Uh Dead Poets Society was his first major breakout.
1: Oh fuck, was that him? Yeah, Yeah, Dead Poets Society. I haven't (laughs) seen that in so long. I just lied. Sorry. (laughs) Um,
0: this, but this is this was like a huge hit for him. I gave it five stars, obviously, and I wrote. I just took one a, a quote that really stuck with me. This on this watch, being with you, it's made me feel like I'm somebody else. I love that line. There's so many great lines in that film. And it's just a special movie. There's really nothing like it, and there never will be anything like it. Especially no. this this, this series want... of films. Yeah, it's so they're so special, and they're so magical. And Richard Linklater with these with Delpy and Ethan Hawke, writing and collaborating, it's just magic. It's just lightning in a bottle.
1: I don't want anyone to ever try to recreate this.
0: No, no way, no, because it no. it can never work. No, nope. can never work. Nope. And, and I like, I just adore it.
1: Yeah. And it, because of the time that it was shot too, I think I made this point. I don't know if I ever actually made this point, but a lot of movies work because of the era that it came out with like, you know, the, the edit or the cameras that's used where I feel like nowadays, a lot of projects are shot and it's, it looks too good for what it is. Does That make sense. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And so if, like, this was filmed on an Ari, I don't think that it would have the same feeling.
0: I mean, part of the magic of actual shooting on real 35 millimeter film, this movie's an example of how incredible it is Mm -hmm. and how much it adds to a movie when you actually shoot on real film. Yes. This tangible nature to it, and especially with this film where there's so much practical lighting and just natural lighting that they use to their advantage. If it was made nowadays, if Linklater wasn't making it, Or if like a studio bought the rights and made their own version, it would be too high quality, too clean looking. And it would just, I can already picture how they would light it. And I'm like, the the reason, one of the reasons why the movie works is like, yeah, no lighting. Yeah, you don't light it. You just let them, just put them in the space Mm -hmm. and let them be in the space.
1: And they're just constantly moving. And uh, the chemistry between um, Delpy and Hawk, it's, you can't recreate that. No, no way.
0: I saw this great interview with Hawk where he was talking about the train scene, and their original ideas for to get to get her off the train, Delpe hated. She's like, I would never get off the train for that. She's like, No way, that wouldn't work. So they, <laughs> Ethan Hawke and Linklater were like, What would work? And they were trying so many different versions, and she was like, No way, I would get off the train for this guy if he said that. And then Ethan Hawke said, He always had it in the back of his mind for like waiting for an opportunity to actually pick up a girl to be like, I have this time machine line. About like when you old, oh, you'll think back on oh, going that guy on the train twenty years ago. That was like one of the best moments of my life. So he tried that on her, and she's like, "Okay, I'd get off the train for that." Wow. So that's why it's in the movie.
1: Oh, Ethan.
0: We call him Handsome Hawk.
1: Handsome Hawk.
0: <laughs> that was um, Jimmy Fallon had a great skit on his talk show years ago, and it was called the Handsome Man's Club. It was like a bunch of like Hollywood A-list actors who were just like famous for being hot. And Ethan Hawk was on, on the council and he, he and Jimmy Fallon was the judge and they all brought like their concerns or requests and Ethan Hawk's request was, Can I be called handsome Hawk? <laughs> and then Jimmy Fallon uh, bangs his his gavel and says, Yes, you may be called handsome hawk. And he's oh like, God. Yes, I'm handsome
1: Hawk. I'm not saying he's not handsome, but he's not my type. Ethan Hawk? No. No.
0: Not even like this Ethan Hawk? No. What about a little older Ethan Hawke? No, no,
1: Ethan Hawke. Period, just not my type. But I will say that Jimmy Fallon gives me evil vibes. Okay, I was gonna say Jimmy
0: <laughs> Fallon was your type. But I was like, what? No,
1: I actually hate Jimmy Fallon. No offense, sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, it was Kimmel. Did I say Fallon? You said Fallon. I meant Kimmel. It was Kimmel. Okay, Kimmel's
1: yeah. fine. It's whatever.
0: But Fallon has a. I, I always liked Fallon on SNL, but he has like kind of like this evil. fakeness to him as a talk show host. Like it's the, evil vibes. you know that like he's. Acting, lying through his smiles, you know.
1: Yes, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. it's the that. It's like exactly what you said. Like how he, I feel about his laughing.
0: reactions to things. Like the fake, you can tell he's fake laughing. Yeah, and he's just he's putting on an act. Which I mean, it's a talk show host. So you are acting, but yeah, it wasn't like what Conan. It's just like Conan was just himself. Yeah, and that's how he always was, no matter what. You know what I mean?
1: Conan was charming, but yeah, Fallon gives me serial killer or he would watch a serial killer kill you and he would not react he would simply laugh and clap
0: <laughs> I, I agree have him on the show yeah, he he does have an off-putting nature about him I agree I've always felt that about he Fallon he ruined
1: Ben and Jerry's for me
0: I gotta say it's a good it's a good ice cream the Fallon the Fallon I'm ice cream is a good one that's a good one whatever Colbert's <laughs> Colbert's is the waffle one Fallon's is like Fallon's is really it might be my favorite actually of Ben and Jerry's what was your next watch, Nat?
1: What did I watch? Um, oh. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 2.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. The worst movie ever made? Mortal okay. Kombat Annihilation?
1: It's so bad that it's good. They don't make bad movies like that anymore.
0: I'm not sure it's that. I'm not sure it's so bad it's good. I think it's so I, bad it's bad.
1: But it's so laughable that it becomes good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it is. It's so bad that It hurts. That movie had no a pretty decent funny. budget,
0: and yet the CGI looks that bad.
1: The CGI was criminal.
0: I think the producers just ran away with all the money. Honestly,
1: it has, that has to be the case because it there's looks no way so they bad. Put any money into because the
0: first one's pretty good. We loved I actually it.
1: I Did not watch the first <laughs> you one. To. To you don't have to You don't
0: have to because they even they changed the cast a lot too. There's okay. only like two actors that reprised their roles for the second one. The first one's not bad, and we watched it a ton. But then the second one, even as kids, we were like, this is fucking awful. Yeah, so awful. Good.
1: There was, like, no plot, really. Because no. it, it lost me after, like, ten minutes. And then... Um, oh, Boba down. Oh, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did she say? Too bad you will die.
0: You will die. Iconic. Mom? I mean, there's really nothing to really pull from in terms of story off of those no story. early video games. Because it's just video games that are just fighting. Um, but uh, the, the, at least the first one is it's fun because the, they introduce you to each of the main characters and it's fun to see where they're from and they all have their own little scenes to showcase who they are and then they all travel to the tournament in the Asian country. I can't remember which country it's in and then the, the tournament happens and so it's, it's actually a pretty decent story that hook you in but the second one, it just got ridiculous. It was
1: so bad. Yeah. Uh, I played a little drinking game where every time they flip you take a shot and if they do like three flips in a row, that's three shots. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. Who's your favorite character at least? Raiden? Johnny Cage? No one?
1: No one, man. <laughs> I kind of like the mom though because that was iconic. Yeah. What's her name?
0: I, don't know. I can't remember. I haven't seen it in forever.
1: Just so bad. <laughs> so so bad. they're actually
0: they just wrapped production on The new Mortal Kombat film. And Carl Urban is starring in it. People have high hopes for it. We'll see. We'll see.
1: How was the other one, though?
0: I didn't watch it, but I know people liked it. Okay. It was Max Made. It came out on Max during lockdown.
1: Oh, terrible time.
0: Yeah. So I think it would have been a theatrical release if it wasn't for COVID.
1: Mm. Yeah, because I saw posters for it, but I never Yeah, I never watched it it. because I
0: was just like... Cause they made another Mortal Kombat, and it was just like after those, I was just like, Mortal Kombat movies should just not exist.
1: <laughs> See, if it's as bad as the second one in terms of like, <laughs> it's so funny because it's bad. Yeah. Then I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. But again, they don't make bad movies like they used to. It's not funny anymore. No, yeah. it's just painful.
0: I remember I always loved Scorpion, the fighter. He doesn't oh really God. have much of a the the one drawback. He doesn't have much of yeah, a he's role. He's like in the background. He's right? just like a, he shows up. With he's just there. Legs. So he doesn't have any. They didn't. They didn't give him enough screen time. No, what? Justice for Scorpion. Shit.
1: Justice for Scorpion. <laughs>
0: Comment down below.
1: hashtag Justice for Scorpion.
0: To contrast, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I watched a Coen <laughs> Brothers film. Okay. nice. <laughs> to get a little quality back. <laughs> I watched True Grit, starring the incomparable Jeff Bridges, Haley Stanfield, Stan, Steinfield in her debut role, in which she was the actually singer? yeah, in which she was nominated for an Oscar for supporting actress. Oh, no. She's phenomenal, Matt Damon, Josh Brolin, Barry Pepper So this is a remake of uh, John Wayne Western from the 60s And Jeff Bridges plays a sheriff who's hired by Haley Steinfeld's character To catch the killer of her father, uh, played by Josh Brolin And Matt Damon plays uh, a Texas Ranger who's also on the case It's really great, it's a beautiful cinematography like always from Roger Deakins But in particular, like um, this is one of his lesser known like masterworks of camera work and lighting, and people, I mean, this movie is just beautiful to look at. I will say it's one; of, it's on the weaker side of the Coen Brothers' filmography. Granted, they've made a lot of really good films, so it's not really. It's hard to even say this movie's not that great in comparison. But I will say it's probably mid-tier for them. However, it's it's still a great western. It's a lot of fun, excellent acting, and there's a reason why Haley Steinfeld became such a big star. She has it. And even when she was, I think, fourteen, in this, mm. she's acting opposite Jeff Bridges and Matt Damon, and she's holding her own easily. Nice. She got and she's got, and she's got a great, uh, like, great Southern accent too.
1: Okay, you only saw her in Pitch Perfect. So.
0: <laughs> this is what made her. This is what blew her up. Okay. She's like one of the youngest Oscar nominees ever.
1: And then she kicked off her singing career after Pitch Perfect. So okay. it's hard for me to remember that she was an actor first. Yeah, she's always been an actor first. Yeah. yeah. And she was in. Was it Emily in the Emily Dickens series? Yeah, the TV series. Yeah. uh, Apple Apple TV. Yeah. Yeah. She actually produces it too. Oh, nice. Yeah, she produces it. What does that mean, though?
0: She um, oversees what it is. Yeah. Like the production, what the story is, the direction of it. So she's heavily involved in that. She always, it ended after, I think, three seasons, but. Good for her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's great to be able to be like a, a young woman in Hollywood and she's helping pull the strings of her career.
1: Mm hmm. Where is she now?
0: Now she's Hawkeye. Huh? On the in the Avengers. She's the next Hawkeye. She had the Hawkeye TV show TV show on Disney Plus with Jeremy Renner.
1: I don't watch superhero shows. Me either, but I know
0: they exist.
1: I guess. I'm not keeping up with Disney.
0: But there's there's a really great coming of age movie that I love her in Hmm. called The Edge of Seventeen.
1: Oh, okay. I have a hot take. What? I didn't love that movie. Why not? I don't know.
0: It's so charming.
1: I liked it, but I don't think I liked it as much as other people did. And I can't figure out why. And there's a lot of awkward, like...
0: I think, I mean, I think that that's more common because I'm not sure it's a really well... Yeah, it's only
1: a 3.5. I don't I have a lot of friends who love that movie. But yeah, I mean, it felt kind of awkward not in that sense of like, oh, well, she's a teenager it's supposed to be awkward. No, I felt like the directing was a bit awkward where there was a lot of empty space with it. It felt like they didn't know what they were doing.
0: Well, yeah, it's not like expertly directed, but for, for like a childhood coming of age movie about a teenage girl, I was like, wow, I really, really relate to this. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically. Oh,
1: yeah, you. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I liked it a lot. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I thought it was good, but I just I didn't love it.
0: I love the scenes between her and Woody Harrelson. They're fucking oh, great. Oh, I forgot Woody Harrelson's in it. Yeah, he plays the teacher who can't guy. stand He'll her. I He'll do fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up, what was your watch?
1: I watched um, True Detective Night Country. How is it? Uh, I'm only three episodes in because, you know, they're doing you know, weekly movies Once a week, or whatever. Uh. So fucking good. I love it.
0: I love Jodie Foster, man.
1: I love Jodie Foster. One of my favorite actors. Um, It's cool seeing her... Older And with her Like deep voice Gravelly voice Yeah yeah.
0: I saw a clip I was like Damn Joey's yeah. getting old I, I love
1: her voice Um But the show Is very interesting It gives It gives First season vibes I didn't finish The first season Where it's like What? I know I, I was watching Too many things At the same time So uh-huh. I never Like got back to it But
0: You should watch You should finish The first season I, yeah. After you finish this one
1: Actually I'll probably Watch it now Oh yeah You can finish it Before is, the next episode Comes mm-hmm. out Yeah It releases on the 4th So I have time But, um, yeah, you think it's going to be Supernatural, which I hope it is because I love Supernatural. But, yeah, great story. It's very, um, very eerie. It's set in Alaska. Mm -hmm. And before I even started watching this, I know it was set in Alaska. And I was talking to my friend about how Alaskan crime rates are very high because they don't get sunlight for like six months. Yeah. So you go a little crazy, you know.
0: Or they get only sunlight for like four months
1: yeah
0: yeah it's a so weird it's a wild place to live
1: mm-hmm. i would love to like live there for their winter i have there's a cousin a who lives there
0: what yeah he lives there he's a doctor
1: where in alaska
0: i can't remember the town it's a small it's town yeah he, he's been living there for like two years
1: how how is he?
0: <laughs> he he loves it. he's a big nature person okay yeah
1: how's the winters for him
0: um i haven't asked him
1: you should ask him all right i'll ask him Let's see if there's any like strange things going on
0: well chris nolan's film insomnia is set in alaska but it's during the the sunny uh, Mm -hmm. season and so what's great about that film is al pacino's character can't sleep and what's making it worse is the fact that it doesn't get dark out yeah and so he goes like a week without sleeping and it's driving him mad
1: i want to i want to experience that after watching summer, I, I don't want to experience that
0: 3 a.m i don't want like to experience the delirium up. there's nothing worse than that i oh my love God.
1: delirium no way it's the same way i love like the idea of a cruise where you're stuck on a boat with a bunch cruises of people suck. in the middle
0: of the ocean cruises are terrible i went on when i was a kid and after the first day we were like what do we do <laughs> no i love it there's nothing to do
1: it's not because i love cruises it's because i love the idea that you're just trapped with a bunch of people on a boat
0: i mean have That's you heard so any of the horror stories of cruise ships
1: Dude, I just learned about this story of these fishermen and what did they do? There were 33 of them. Only 11 came back. Oh and God. the blood was or the boat was soaked in blood cuz they were murdering people cuz they all kind of went crazy and Damn. You know, delusional and
0: yeah. You want that?
1: No, I don't want to <laughs> experience it, but I love the idea cuz it's so scary and horrifying.
0: I guess. I mean delirium sleep deprivation is a so very powerful yeah. thing. It's actually, did you know that it's more dangerous to drive sleep deprived than it is to drive drunk? I believe it. It's it's actual fact. It's more dangerous to do that.
1: Yeah, cause yeah, yeah, I believe that.
0: When you're sleep deprived, like you can't, like you can't fucking operate at, like at all. You're like not even a, a person anymore.
1: No, I can't drive for more than an hour. And I had this um, commercial that I was working on and it was like in carlsbad which is like not that far it's like maybe mm-hmm. an hour and a half 2 hours or something and they gave us a stipend to stay there if you wanted to but it wasn't enough and i didn't want to use my money on like a place to stay so i drove back to la but anything more than 45 minutes i'm like falling asleep so i had to <laughs> pull over to sleep a little bit to <laughs> come back to la from carlsbad it's so embarrassing <laughs> but i yeah. can
0: drive for hours i
1: cannot do that i I'm drove the across the country passenger princess after
0: doing that like any any road trips, fine for me.
1: I had my friend drive me across the country and I slept. Nice. I drove maybe like three hours max. <laughs> <laughs> you slept the that whole time. That was terrible.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. it's great. I also started a TV show mm-hmm. called Masters of the Air on Apple TV and it is fantastic. So this is about the true stories of an air division of American pilots during World War II uh, starring Austin mm-hmm. Butler, Caleb Turner barry keoghan and a bunch of other great young actors and it's fantastic wow. this is produced in show ran by tom hanks and steven spielberg on apple tv they're also like night country doing one episode mm. one episode per week i love that holy shit it's so good it, it was like it's like if you combine top gun and dunkirk together you kind of get like what the tone of this move of the series is it's so high quality they had a 300 million dollar budget
1: apple's doing things
0: cinematography is great CGI and visual effects for a television show, Mm -hmm. some of the best I've ever seen. And I'm talking, like, putting it up against Game of Thrones CGI. Like, the aerial sequences are insane. I just watched the first episode. That's all that's been released so far. But there were three amazing action sequences in the air. But then there's so much great character work and story. And by the end of the episode, I was, was like, on board with all the guys. They did a great job of balancing all, especially the big actors, making you really love them and pull for them in a short amount of time and it's just like a perfect kind of war story for whether it be a movie or tv series they did a phenomenal job and there's this incredible sequence where they think that they showcase really well how hard it was to navigate in cloudy weather mm. like they couldn't even see in the clouds and the gear was still so low tech back then in the 40s it wasn't like they had an incredible radar they had to re- remain they, they had to use mainly sites in uh, navigating with maps with pen and paper to really navigate a physical map yeah their their navigator was using ma- we're using maps so in the lost. cockpits yeah and there's a point where they think their objective is to uh reach england and they accidentally reached the shores of france in uh, uh germany occupied france Oh fuck. and it's like the crazy air it is rains down upon them it's it was unbelievable Wow. it was so well it was it's really big in spectacle and scope and they pulled it off i'm Hooked, and I'm going to be watching every episode for the next two months. I love course, it. I, I couldn't recommend... recommend it
1: enough. Okay. I'll do a free trial. <laughs> yeah. They,
0: they actually give the first episode for free. Oh, nice. If you not, okay. if you don't have a, a paid trial, paid uh, subscription.
1: Um, since we're talking about it, I want to put it out there, Austin Butler, that I was the girl at REI in Burbank that you made eye contact with <laughs> and <you> smiled at. <laughs> it's me, Natalie. Um, hit my line. You know, you know where to find me. It's did I tell R. you I Burbank.
0: did? I tell you I used to serve him and Vanessa Hudgens at my old no restaurant. No way! I never told you this. No. So the restaurant I worked in when we moved to LA, I worked there for four years. They were regulars. Wow. I served them maybe fifteen times, maybe more.
1: Did they remember you?
0: Oh yeah, they loved me. Then they were super nice.
1: Are they listening to your podcast?
0: I highly doubt it. I think they're both pretty busy right Austin. now. Austin,
1: it was me <laughs> at REI in Burbank.
0: But they were—they um, always ordered the same food. What do they get? Mushroom, Spill. mushroom ravioli. Oh,
1: I do love ravioli. Scallops.
0: Ugh, he knows Over a bed well. of lentils, with like bed a, of with lentils? a creamy mascarpone sauce. Um, I think it, I think they got the crispy fried cauliflower.
1: I love cauliflower.
0: She would order the bitch's brew, which is like a strawberry vodka lemon drink. She would. I can't remember what he would order for a drink, but they always got the same things. Every time. Wow. Like when they walked in and sat down, I would just like ring in their food and bring them their drinks because they were that easy. It was that, wow. like they never changed it. And they tipped you? Oh yeah, they tipped me, they tipped like 40 bucks every time.
1: Wow. And they were super nice.
0: Like every time you drop something off, they were very like, oh, thank you so much. Very appreciative people. Wow. They were always a pleasure to serve.
1: Awesome. Butler and I have a lot in common because we both love cauliflower and ravioli.
0: <laughs> you would love them in this show. <laughs> you would love them.
1: Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so I ran into him at REI. Well, at first I didn't know <laughs> ran, I ran
0: into him like yeah, you know he's him. like.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I ran no, into my I boy, my boy. <laughs>
1: REI, because I was getting hiking shoes, and he too was looking for hiking shoes. Wow, you guys have so me. much I in know, common. I know, I know, I know. And then I heard him talk to like one of the people who were you know helping us out. I don't know it was him because he had a hat on, and he's like. <laughs> like, what the fuck talking right now? Because his voice was so deep, it was like his Elvis era. Elvis yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is an old man doing here? And then I realized it's not an old man. And then we're both standing
0: mm-hmm.
1: at the sh- like in front of these shoes. So you're standing Us next two. to him? Yes. Like, no, no. Across from him, Uh like maybe three feet away because the person was in between us helping us. Mm -hmm. And I realized who he is. I look at him. I'm looking disheveled as fuck. (laughs) And he looks at me and he smiled. (laughs) And I knew he was in love with me. But I don't want to be weird. Um, Right now he's resting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I hope he's listening. From what I that's could so tell, and he wasn't—he hadn't like blown up when I would serve him. Yeah. This is when he, he had like a, I Carly. He, I <laughs> <laughs> Was he on iCarly?
1: Yeah, he was a really bad singer on iCarly and now oh he's
0: all this. Uh, the irony. But he had a TV show, like a fantasy TV show.
1: Oh, I watched it, I think. Yeah, you know what it I'm talking about? It was, um, oh my God, what was it called?
0: You know what I'm talking about. Yes, yeah, I don't. Yes. I've never seen it, but I knew that's what he was in. Mm-hmm. So I, I just knew he was just like a model actor. Yeah. But it was really Vanessa who was the huge star out of the couple.
1: And now she's making Christmas movies. And in those Christmas movies. She's making that Hallmark money. There are, oh, God, in the universe, in her cinematic universe of her Christmas movies, there are four Vanessa Hudgens running around. (laughs) There's the baker, her doppelganger (laughs) royal twin, Uh the royal twin's cousin, who's a triplet, and then there's the one that's a teacher in Ohio. And they're all in the same cinematic universe. There are four of her
0: she's making that money what it's a million dollars fuck? for two weeks of work oh my god Does, do you know how fast those movies shoot my friend directs some i was, they, they'll shoot a whole movie in two weeks
1: wow i was a body double in one of them oh really uh what was it called holiday something it had like i think abby lee miller oh my first of all
0: abby lee miller abby Lee the Miller. the british
1: actress. no girl that's the lady who did dance moms or something no, no I don't what know. was it called uh, side side quest I threw Abby Lee Miller's piss away for free I was pa for somebody <laughs> The life of a PA and she peed into a bottle And had me throw it away <laughs> And I did not get paid And I drove like 40 minutes I was helping her film TikToks Anyway, so she's in this movie
0: Oh, because you were in a car? Is that why she peed in a bottle?
1: No, no, no We were at a dance studio Her dance studio in Santa Monica No restroom? She's in a wheelchair
0: uh, See, I don't know who you're talking about <laughs> I have no idea who
1: after this
0: just- <laughs> canceled yeah i'm canceled i
1: did not have to throw that away though she just mm-hmm. handed it to me and i'm like this is a hot bottle of piss <laughs> anyway so she's in this christmas movie and then separately i was asked to come on to like fill in for like background shit and then i became a body double for one of the actresses um because she had to go and do some event so yeah it was very quick they filmed like Three different scenes. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard hours. of this
0: person, so I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know who Abby Lou Miller is, but it yeah, sounds like a, sounds like quite the job.
1: Yeah, now she has her own spinoff show with the production company that I did free work for that I threw her piss away. So <laughs> I will never see that money.
0: You have a very personal con- connection to her.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: All anyway. Right. <laughs> Anyways, I watched uh, all-time comedy Airplane from 1980. I hadn't seen this since I was like a kid, since I was like a teenager. Airplane really is just like one of the funniest movies ever made. And I was I was glad that I hadn't seen it so in so long because I couldn't remember much about it at all. And it really is just like top tier slapstick spoof movies of all time. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I gave it four and a half stars and I quoted my favorite quote, Hey Joey, do you like movies with gladiators? It's just ridiculous. Unbelievable. It's what you like say gladiators? Hmm. So one of the what scenes What is it about? So it's about just like hijinks on a plane that's mm. about to crash. Um, and it's just like a combination of spoofs of different kinds of movies from Hollywood in the 60s and 70s and um, this is like a like basically the scary movie of its day. Mm. This basically started the spoof movie okay. idea. Okay. It was like the first one, like big one. And it's so funny. It makes fun of like the war hero flashbacks like my like, there's so many gags and so many jokes and just great great performances and i it's just i cackled so many times watching this movie but the my favorite quote was that so you know, like, the cliche, like, when a little kid's on a plane, like, the stewardess will bring them to the cockpits, the head of the pilots, and... They do that? They used to. Oh. back when, <laughs> that,
1: I'm like, what the hell? Where they, is they? They used cockpit? to do that. Like,
0: it was just, like, a cute thing to bring kids to meet the pilots, because, like, okay. back then, pilots were cool. Now, they're just, like, a bus driver, you know?
1: They're literally <laughs> just overseeing AI. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, but there was a romanticization to, about pilots okay, back cute. in the day. Um so it's like tradition to like bring a little kid to meet the pilots and like, oh, my God, we're in the cockpit. So they do that. But one of the pilots is like clearly like a pedophile. And he just oh, he's just like, so, Joey, have you ever, do you like hanging around gymnasiums? Oh, my God. <laughs> he goes, hey, Joey, have you ever been to a Turkish prison? <laughs> and the stewardess is like, OK, let's bring him back. And he's like, no, Joey can stay here. Right. honey? Oh, my God. It's so funny. And then there's like a, a, an inflatable co-pilot. It's just a blow-up doll in Mm. the shape of a pilot, and then he's able to steer the plane whenever it's in trouble. It's it's so absurd, but it all works, and it's just an all-time comedy, in my opinion. It's just unbelievable. It's so good. You would love it. I need some comedy. You would. It's really funny. Uh,
1: Speaking of comedy, Mm. I watched Blazing Saddles. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mel Brooks. Very, very funny. Um, and in the end, when they like break the fourth wall, kind of, Mm -hmm. they like. I had a sneeze. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you were having a stroke. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Um, and they were running around to like different stu studio- sets, studios, whatever. So funny. Just That's an insane movie. Great I've cast too. Never seen anything like that. Just batshit.
0: It's a great, great yeah. comedy. Mel Brooks is an all-time comedic uh, filmmaker.
1: I love the. Uh, was he? Was she French or German or something? The, the actress or the singer.
0: I think um I think German I'm not sure
1: Her accent is so funny
0: Couldn't tell you what'd you give it for rating
1: I don't think I rated it but I would give it I will give it three and a half stars
0: Blazing which is good What is it ranked Blazing Saddles is Why is not it a non-letter box oh, I'm spelling blazing saddles R- <laughs> blazing. Fucking idiot <laughs> 3.8 yeah, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks wrote and directed this. He made this after the producers, which he won. Oh, he, I think he made it before the producers, which he won an Oscar for.
1: Yeah, I'm. I don't think a lot of people today would appreciate it.
0: Mm, no way! No way. But yeah, I mean, a lot of, like comedy like that, especially when you're using those archetypes of characters.
1: Yeah, and language.
0: Yeah, it's just not going to age. But Correct. in the context of the time, it's fu- yeah. it's really funny. And if you Agreed. can just get over that. And not be a f- like just, yeah, like it's a comedy made it's, 50 it's, years ago. 50 years yeah, ago. It's, it's not going to hold up for yeah.
1: sure. But um, I feel like not many things can hold up if it was done even eight years ago.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, comedy has, I think, like a such a short lifespan. Yeah. What can be funny.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's the hardest genre to continue I agree. because it evolves in. What's appropriate five years ago is not appropriate now.
1: I will say though, white chicks will. White chicks up. is great. I fucking love <laughs> white chicks.
0: Oh my God, white chicks. I'm oh my God. i
1: going to a party this weekend. Are you dressing Way- up as them? Well, it's the Wayne's brother's cousin. He's throwing the party.
0: Is it uh, Wayne Wayne's?
1: <laughs> Wayne Wayne's? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Lil Wayne, Waynes and um, <laughs> they probably have
0: twenty cousins. That family's so big.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, should I show up in a the pink swan dress? Mm-hmm. Do know. it.
0: Do we'll it. See. Um, what's the what was the name of the one he was in New Girl?
1: Michael. Wait,
0: what? One of the Wayne's kids was in. Is he was in New Girl? Um, he used to go to my gym. I used to see him at my gym.
1: Wait, what? He's a Wayne. Yeah.
0: He's a Wayne. He's um Damon Wayne's son.
1: I need to see this whole like family tree. I'm so confused. There's I'm telling
0: you, there's so many Wayne's
1: Oh my god. They're, he, they're okay, he, It's now like is one of the Lil biggest Wayne... Hollywood families. <laughs> Wayne is No, that's a real question. <laughs> no, no,
0: he's not involved in that family at all. <laughs> he's his own Wayne. Okay. Alright. He, he's a separate Wayne altogether. All right, all right. That's so <laughs> <Lil funny>. Wayne. <laughs> I just had to. Also know. different spelling. Is it? Yeah, they, oh, they're spelled the W A Y A N. He's W Y A W A Y N E completely different names i can't spell okay i can't read good i I can't read good all right i have one more movie (laughs) and it was one of my favorite watches all week roman holiday audrey hepburn's breakout film from 1953 i gave it five stars and i wrote a perfect romance film audrey hepburn was the most delightful actress ever she had been in a few small roles before this but this was her first major uh role as an actress and it's catapulted her into global superstardom and it's just one of the best romantic films I've ever made it's very funny she is audrey Epburn was just so charming and so funny and sophisticated and classy and confident and just like the camera loved her just great great mannerisms and emotion mm-hmm. like her eyes the way her eyebrows
1: i think you're in love
0: Yeah, <laughs> i'm in love with audrey atburn <laughs> the world was for many years yeah. but this is just sensational film it's set in Italy so obviously I love it um, it's just a great film if you haven't seen it it's about uh, she's an English princess who's on a, a political tour uh, engagement tour public tour all over Europe and she's a, in Rome she hates her duties she's getting sick of like going to all these fancy snobby parties meeting all these politicians and all doing all of these assigned uh, public events. And she just wants to like do normal things. She just wants to be a normal girl.
1: She just wants to be a normal girl, but she has to be a princess. Ugh. Yeah,
0: ugh. ugh. And so she runs away and explores Rome on her own, and she meets a journalist uh, who knows who she is, and they both lie to each other. He lies that he's not a journalist, trying to get a scoop on her story, mm-hmm. and then she lies that she's not a princess, and so they spend uh 24 hours in Rome falling in love but then they both have to reveal their truths and it's a really great ending I'm not gonna spoil what happens even though I just said a lot of it but <laughs> yeah <laughs> I still didn't I didn't give you the ending though but it's it's so good it's so, so 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 good going to
1: run away with him
0: you going to watch the movie that's how to spoilers end. I know it going to watch the movie uh, I will say it's a perfect ending okay I will say that
1: or maybe she chooses to live her life and then
0: maybe maybe not you'll have to find out
1: all right fine i'll find out
0: she becomes a car mechanic
1: ah yes (laughs) Yes. i was hoping
0: it was her dream her lifelong dream
1: (laughs) she had to check out the italian
0: cars (laughs) she started working in the ferrari workshop
1: (laughs) oh yeah the the audrey model yeah yeah (laughs) that was her
0: that was her all right you have any watches left
1: I'm gonna combine my three shorts that I watched. What were they? Um, the Other Side of the Box. Loved that short. It's a horror short. Mm. This friend like drops off this quote gift box um, at his friend's house, and leaves a note like, "Oh, I'm so sorry about this. Just don't look away." And every time, so they open the box, there's like nothing in there's like a black hole. But every time they look away from the box and look back, a head slowly like creeps out. Oh, cool! And it's really really creepy.
0: It's like the Doctor Who episode. Sure There's a Doctor Who episode about What's it fucking called Um, I can't remember But it's uh, about these Angel statues Like in cemeteries Mm -hmm. Um, It ends up being a monster Like a Doctor Who's all about Like aliens and monsters and whatever uh, Science fiction and horror And whenever you turn away from one of these statues They get closer to you To kill you
1: Yeah same vibe Yeah but I loved it. I was actually scared. Um, the wait—it's like a one-minute short. Oh, nice! Yeah, very cute. And don't look away. Mm.
0: Is it like the same thing as the first it's one?
1: Not, it's not. It's. <laughs> I think it, it sounds like a perfect I, title for it. I don't know which came first, and I don't want to say anyone's like you know copying from anyone else, but what's this I, one about? <laughs> This girl is looking out the window and she sees some, like a figure, like a man or something with a bag or a yeah a bag over his head. And he's she's on the phone with her dad, being like, "Oh, when are you gonna be home? There's this is weird guy in the yard." Her dad's like, "Do not look away from it. Keep your eyes on it." And she's like, "What? Okay." And her brother comes and he stares at it. And then anyway, so yeah. so like they take turns staring at it. Yeah, but yeah, um, not to be mean. We're here to just be observant. Do you mean? It's okay. It wasn't good.
0: Not, not uh, all acting, movies are good. Yeah,
1: no, no, no. Um, it, had a, it had a good idea, but the execution, I think, fell a little short. And the acting wasn't fantastic either. But I appreciate that it was made because mm-hmm. we, we love to create art.
0: All right. Weeping Angels is the episode of Doctor Who I'm thinking of. Mm. Um, Carrie Mulligan starred in the episode. I'll watch it. It's, it's it's like For that show It's really kind of like In a, it's own thing It's kind of a standalone episode Where the mm. Doctor Isn't even at all involved
1: Oh okay cool And
0: it's just basically Carrie Mulligan Is the An hour long episode And it's Amazing Villain the Weeping Angels Okay I'll watch it It's I great love, It's very scary I love scary And
1: yeah, I, I miss Supernatural When it was scary And not just like This ginormous plot line You know
0: Yeah I feel the same mm-hmm. I feel the same But I think you might like The Weeping Angel seri- Episode of Doctor Who For a non Doctor Who watcher, it's perfect. Okay, perfect. Because he's just in it for like 30 seconds.
1: That'll be up next.
0: And it was her big breakout. Really? Yeah, Doctor Who episode. And then she got an education. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Not that she got educated, but she got the role. Then she got the lead role in (laughs) in, in Education in 2008, which she got nominated for. And that. (laughs) <laughs> the yeah, wording of that up? Canceled You should watch an Education She's great Okay With um, Peter Skarsgård She plays um, She plays a high school student Who drops out um, And forgoes College Because she falls in love With an older man mm-hmm. Peter Skarsgård um, And is like I'm not gonna Go to school I'm not gonna have a career I'm just gonna Be this man's wife And then he breaks up with her Oh So then she's Let like Let be Fuck.
1: a lesson, ladies Make your own money Great have movie Have your own bank account
0: Great 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 movie Um but it's not so much that theme, but the theme mm. of do not, rel- you you sh- nobody should ever rely entirely on another person. Period. You have to, you really have Period. to make your own life, even if you're in a partnership.
1: Exactly, I will never have a shared bank account unless it's like solely for bills. Yeah, like shared bills. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in combining money like that.
0: Me either. Me either.
1: Yeah. Because we're independent people.
0: Yeah, we're independent yeah. boss people. We're sounds Bosses. 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 <laughs> okay, that's it for Letterboxd Recap. <laughs> Thanks to everybody for listening. Be sure to link your Patreon to Spotify if you want to listen to this ad-free as a Patreon member of the $5 tier. Join our Patreon. We appreciate all the support from everybody uh, as well as... James is so much better at this stuff. Oh, subscribe! I got
1: you. Don't forget to subscribe, like, <laughs> um, share with your friends and family. Oh yeah. Rate it five stars. Yes, yes. Um, listen to it over and over and over again, even if you're not actually just put it on a loop. So loop it exactly. See,
0: I'm so bad at plugging. You, yeah, that's a way better oh, plugged than mine.
1: He's got a command.
0: And then we have great episodes. We have Anime Week next week. Anime Week will be episodes on Attack on Titan and Avatar: Last Airbender love avatar going to be great all right see you next time
1: bye bye